Hey guys, just a friendly reminder that my Patreon is now available for subscription. This Patreon has three tiers to it. Level one, which I call the angel tier, which is $5 a month. And with this tier, you'll be invited to post on our monthly prayer wall, where you'll have like-minded individuals praying for your prayers every month, including me. Tier two is the Daughters of Zion tier. This tier not only includes the monthly prayer wall, but it also includes the monthly wellness packet. This packet will help you dive deeper in your faith with helpful study tools. These study tools will include a specific area of growth each individual month. This packet will also include healthy recipes as well as trendy fashion advice and outfit picks for that month. Now tier three is what I call the Archangel tier. Now if you really just want to help financially bless this podcast and ministry, then this might be the tier for you. It includes everything from tier one and tier two. But this is really just if you want to give a little something extra. The word tells us in 1 Timothy 5.18 that a laborer is worthy of his wages. As much as I love doing these podcasts, there's a lot of work, time, effort, and money that goes into creating each individual podcast. So if you want to support the ministry, please feel free to head over to the Patreon and join our community. And just a reminder, this is not a form of tithe. You should not be tithing to any podcast platform. Tithe to your church. This is just a ministry that you want to donate to. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate the love and support. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fierce and Free. Well, I am very, very, very excited to talk about who we're going to talk about in today's episode. Uh, It's kind of funny because in every season of your life, you can relate to someone in the Bible, right? We can look at certain stories in the Bible and, and really connect to each and every character, depending on what situation we're going through. And it's so beautiful because God knew we were going to need that. He knew that we were going to need a blueprint of what he's about to do for us because it it helps us persevere with our faith when we struggle, right? It's like you're going through it with someone else. But with that being said, today's a very special day because right now I am going through a season where I can relate to Deborah and the Bible and that is who we're going to be talking about. If you're like me and you watch the news, you're on social media, then you can see God is raising up Deborah's left, right, and center. Am I right? Never have I ever seen more outspoken, God-fearing, courageous women, and I am loving it. Okay, so right now, if you're living in America, Canada, Europe, Africa, Asia, and so on, you can clearly see the downfall of society. Whether it's by the government trying to force gender transitioning onto your children or the economy completely tanking, humanity is heading in a pretty concerning direction right now. And we're seeing all over the world that what's right is being considered wrong and what's wrong is being considered right. We're seeing that the closer we get to our Messiah's return, the more people are becoming problematic and volatile. But even though this is happening, there is hope. Because now, more than ever, we are seeing men and women taking a stand for the biblical truth. Christians are being more outspoken. They're not fearful of cancel culture or this demonic downfall of humanity that our country is spiraling into. 
And if you've been watching the news, then you've seen women in Iran proclaiming the name of Jesus, risking their lives for the Messiah they know and love. Those women are courageous and fearless warriors who have bigger huevos than the majority of men and women in America. Can I get an amen? So if you're ready to take a stand and be fearless warriors of Christ, then you are going to love the story of Deborah. Okay, so I have to set the scene first. This story takes place in the book of Judges. Now, to be quite blunt, the book of Judges just goes downhill literally until the last chapter, okay? Judges is is just a really tragic story of Israel's moral demise and poor leadership, um, to be quite honest. So now let me explain. The story takes place right after Joshua leads the Israelites into the promised land. Remember, we talked about Joshua last week and how they defeated Jericho, right? Okay, so now Joshua has led the Israelites into the promised land and he tells the Israelites right before he dies, he says, If they stay true to their covenant with God and obey the Torah, a.k.a. the Old Testament, then they will show all the other nations who the one and only God is. And this did not happen. Okay. In fact, not only did the Israelites not obey the Torah, they adopted the religious beliefs of the Canaanites who worshipped multiple false gods and who practiced, drumroll please, child sacrifice right who wouldn't want to be part of that religion (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so to sum it up the book of judges pretty much just shows the total failure of the israelites way to go guys remember these were the same people who watched the red sea being split in half by the lord yeah trust me i am just as embarrassed for them as you are but we don't have to talk about it let's move on they messed up and we do that every day but you know, come on, guys, really? Okay, so because of this, because the Israelites kept falling away from the one and only true God, the Lord raised up and appointed leaders who were called the judges, which were regional political leaders, okay? They were raised up to bring deliverance to God's people and get them back on track, but the Israelites could not get their crap together. And because of this, God would have to raise up not one, no, not two, oh no, not three, but 12 different judges at 12 different time periods because these dang Israelites just kept going back and worshiping the Canaanite gods instead of the one and only true God. Okay, so we're going to jump over to Judges chapter 4. Now, by this time, God had already appointed three different judges who had passed on, okay? And the Israelites were still going back to their old ways and praying to the Canaanite gods. So the Lord was like, okay, Fine, since you want to go and pray to your false Canaanite gods, let's see how well that works out for you. So the Lord ended up selling them into the hands of Habin, the king of the Canaans. And the Israelites ended up being cruelly treated for 20 years. And the whole time, get this, they were crying out to the one and only true God for help. So the Lord said, okay, fine, I'll bring forth another judge who will bring deliverance to my people. And here is where we are introduced to Deborah. Deborah is the fourth judge that the Lord appointed in the book of Judges, and might I add, the only female judge that he appointed in the book of Judges. Now, this was different, okay? A woman? A leader of the Israelites? (gasps) I never. The Lord just whipped out a wild card. No one saw this coming. This had never happened before. And my girl Deborah, she wasn't just a judge. No, man. No. 
Deborah was a prophetess. My girl was getting her information straight from the Lord. And with this, she had incredibly sound judgment. So she was appointed judge of the Israelites. Now, Deborah knew about King Chabin and his commander Sisera. They'd been tormenting the Israelites for 20 years, right? So Deborah could not just sit there and watch it any longer. She knew that God was telling her that it needed to stop. Now, mind you, Deborah was not a warrior. She was not a soldier, but she knew that if she had God with them, they could win any battle. So she asked Barak, who was a brave warrior, to come and see her. Now, let's read on to Judges chapter 4, verse 6. Now, one day, she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh, in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. And I will call out Sisera, the commander of Chabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Brock told her, I will go, but only if you go with me, Deborah. Okay, so let's recap. Deborah tells Barak, who is one of the best warriors of the Israelites, she says, hey, Barak, I need you to take 10,000 warriors and go and defeat Sisera's army, which is the Canaanite army, right? You need to go defeat them and bring victory to God's people, the Israelites. And so Barak was like, okay, I'll go with you, but you need to come with me, Deborah. Barak wasn't necessarily a coward for wanting Deborah to fight with him. He probably just realized that Deborah had a lot more faith and courage in God than he did, right? So then Deborah ended up saying, yes, I'll go with you. But then she tells Barak, but then you won't be the one who gets the honor for the victory. Then Deborah ended up prophesying that the commander of the Canaanite army, who everyone was so afraid of, would be beaten by a woman. So Deborah said, okay, I'll go with you, but I'm just letting you know that the Canaanites will be defeated by a woman, okay? Like, I'll go with you, but I might show you up. <laughs> um, and this did happen. Sisera, the commander, fell at the hands of a woman, but not Deborah, okay? It was actually because of a woman named Hiel. Hiel was the wife of an Israelite turned Canaanite soldier. So Hiel's an Israelite and her and her husband were Israelites. But her husband was like, okay, our team is losing. I'm going to join the Canaanite army. So bye. Okay, so in the Canaanites eyes in the Canaanite community, they see Hiel as an ally rather than an enemy. That's important. Okay, so my girl Hiel, she sees Sisera, the commander of the Canaanite army, running around trying to find a place to hide because He's watching this battle, the Israelites and the Canaanites right now. And he's like, okay, I'm going to bounce. I don't want to die. I got to hide somewhere. So he's running away from the battle and he's like, where do I hide? And Hiel's like, hey, Sisera, come hide in my tent. And so Sisera runs over and he hides in her tent. And she's like, calm down. I'll keep you safe. Don't worry. Don't worry. In fact, you know what? Here's some more milk. Why don't you take a little nap? And so Sister was like, okay, cool. I'm going to stay here because I got my girl Hiel. I know her. I know her husband. He fights with me. I'm just going to chill here. I'm going to drink some of this milk and I'm going to take a fat nap and then I'm going to head out. But Hiel, she was like, boy, you thought. <laughs> Hiel, get this. Oh my gosh. My girl drove a tent spike through his temple. Yeah. And because of this, 
the Israelites won the battle. Man, the girls in this story are on fire today. Talk about some fearless women who are ready to be used by God. Okay, so after the battle, God was still able to use Deborah. Yes, Deborah was responsible for leading God's people into battle, but more than that, she influenced them to live for God after the battle was over. She was a prophetess whose main role was to encourage people to obey God. You know, I said this in the last episode, but I'm going to say it again. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that applies here too. God could have used anyone, but he chose Deborah because she was a willing and ready vessel for God to use. Doing something out of your comfort zone to glorify God can be terrifying, but faith was never promised to be easy. Now, this is important, but in a time where God's people had strayed away from God's word, Deborah was able to stay true to what she knew. She didn't tell people what they wanted to hear. She didn't use her influence to get what she wanted. Instead, she used her influence to establish God's truth. Just like Deborah, you're here to influence your peers. You're here to know Christ and to make Christ known. So many people are lost. And just like the Israelites, so many of them pray to false gods. You know, everyone believes that there's a higher power. Whether it's witchcraft, astrology, Greek mythology, Buddhism, Hinduism, and so many more. But when we try to share the gospel, they say, prove to me your God is real. But no matter what proof I give to you, it won't matter. Because you won't give up the free will to sin without guilt. One example. Did you know that there are chariots at the bottom of the Red Sea? Yeah, Egyptian chariots. But we see from what we read today that even the Israelites who watched our God part the Red Sea in half, they kept worshiping other gods. Because no matter what proof God gives us, we are still selfish humans who do not want to submit to a higher power. Your shiny rocks, your tarot cards, or the stars in the sky don't hold you accountable. But when you live for Jesus and the higher calling that he has on your life, then you are being held accountable for how you live your life. When you become a believer, you die of your old ways and you are born again in Christ. You live selflessly for others, for your spouse, for your friends, for your relatives, for your mean co-workers. You live to know Christ and to make Christ known. God is raising up Deborahs as we speak. I'm seeing women standing up, speaking out on these issues that are rising in their countries, proclaiming that Jesus is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Women who are dying for the name of Jesus, who are being led by faith, courage, and boldness. Daughters of Zion, you are the prayer warriors of your household. Pray for your country. Pray for your politicians. Pray for your leaders. Even when they're pushing an evil agenda, do not back down. It's time to speak up and rise up, Debras, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray. God, I just ask that you bless each and every one of these young people listening to this podcast today, Lord. That you move in their lives. That you that you make them courageous and bold and, and fearless warriors for your kingdom, Lord God. God, we live in a very troubling time. And in every country, we can see this happening. We can see the downfall of society. But you have put us in the exact place at this time for a reason. And Lord, I ask that you use us, that you move in our lives, that you move in the people around us, that you use us for your glory and your honor and your kingdom, Lord. God, please bless us and keep us strong as we go 
into this, this fallen world, Lord. Help us to bring as many people as we can to know your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, everyone. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. As always, please remember to hit that like, subscribe, and share if you enjoyed today's podcast. And remember to check out my Patreon if you feel called to do so. Please make sure to join us for next week as we talk about Ruth. But until next time, please remember that you are fierce and free because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.